Sixteen G's on the bell, yeah, I'm feeling this girl, now I'm feeling myself. I can't figure it out why I'm so Yes, yes, we are back. Two G's in a pod, your mum's favourite duo, back in the, well, not the studio, but on Zoom. back on Zoom again. What are you saying, Andy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited. We've got a guest, very special guest with us. We've got, got the man himself, Mookie, in the building, oh, not in the building, but <laughs> on the Zoom link. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mookie, what are you saying, man? You're right, guys, man. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. No worries, bro. No worries. Um, yeah, man. That's have you on. Yeah, so so Mookie, Mookie's um, Mookie's decided to do a mad thing, which we'll get into at some point. No, at some point. We'll, we'll get into in a second. Um, Mookie has decided to quit his job and pursue music. <laughs> and um, he's he's here to. He just dropped his his debut EP, and he's here to. Uh, you know, really give us the lowdown on the EP. But before that, we've got some things to discuss. <laughs> we need to um, we need to break down this entanglement situation. A couple of people have been caught up. Fam, we really need to we need to discuss this entanglement situation. This um, situation was bad. This situation was so jokes, but <laughs> for real. Um, <laughs> Maybe so, yeah, Mookie. I hope you've um, we've got some opinions on it because cause we'll we'll get to your EP in a second. But right now, there's some very important matters to, to discuss. Bro, the entanglement um, situation is the most important situation at the moment. We need, um, that's the first thing we need to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't lie, bro. You look you 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 give me um, entangler vibes. <laughs> like, you look like you know your way around an entanglement. To be honest, I'm Team Jada right now. Team Jada all the way. All the way, bro. Serial entanglement, She set herself up for the best situation Cereal ever. Bro. Yeah, where yeah. did we even start? So, how did how did the situation start? It was August. August did um, August Alcina did an interview. Isn't he released an album? He did it. Yeah. Did it. Do you think he started all of this for his pressure? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Yeah. Do you think that was an effective marketing? No, I, 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 I think it was a great. Yeah, it was. It was a great move from him. He like the whole thing he did there. One, August Alcina, as every as probably you know this team, um, this group knows, he's a talented guy. He's always been talented, but always underlooked, right? So someone who's that talented needs a trigger for people to just yeah. go listen to their music, um, and that just could just result in his career just you know taking yeah. an upward direction. Although it was good before, but I mean, someone like that hasn't been deserving recognition, and that's silly, right? And then secondly, we actually knew about this uh, from a while ago because it used to be out that August Alcina used to, you know, do a, do a thing with Jada. Um, but, you know, nobody yeah, really paid attention yeah. to it. But we didn't know the details. Exactly, yeah, it was, it was different. Um, no, but it was we really... Yeah, we didn't really know the details. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. I don't know, because no, people aren't really talking about his album, though. They're just talking about the situation. So maybe it wasn't that effective. Like, I don't know the, the title of the album. I don't know when it's dropping. I don't know any of the details. But I know that he was with an entanglement. No, but you know who he is now. You know who he is. I, I knew who I he was before. No, but people know who he is now. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
the name is a common name now. So if something new comes out, August Alcina, people are at least going to be like, oh, it's a guy that was typing Wilson. <laughs> this is a guy that was typing Jada. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to be honest, boys, has he beat off more than he could chew there? Like, is the Talgumet thing bigger than him now? Like, that, yeah, that, that's I the true so. time. I, I feel like it's right. I mean, he was always, he was punching, like, he was punching upwards in terms yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. In in that terms of, like, what, yeah, fame and et cetera, and, and the celebrity and whatever. So they kind of took the situation and ran with it. And now it's kind of about them. Now it's yeah, kind of about really, them. It's, it's yeah, it kind was of about Jada. On right. the slide. It was good marketing on the slide. And <laughs> now all we're seeing is Will Swift's, like, distraught time-worn face <laughs> on <laughs> socials. <laughs> That's what we're seeing. We're not really thinking about August Alcina anymore. Oh, but at the same time... He looks tired, bro. Oh, he <laughs> looks so tired. He looks drained. Well then, um, well, then, guys, um, I think I saw this thing on Twitter. Based off what you just said, Isaac, I think they turned the situation and owned it. And I think it was my, it might have been a clever marketing tool for both Jada and Will. They were like, oh, we're not going to let August like actually take the um, query here, right? We're going to just turn it on, a, on, our, on its head, do this discussion, video it. These are quite private people, Will and Jada, but they decided mm -hmm. to do this anyways. And mm -hmm. secondly, Will's such a good actor. So that face and everything, I, I don't know how, how honest, like obviously it looks so funny, but I mean, as in, they just, they've owned it. And as you said, they've really, really made August like really quiet. Anything about his album is super quiet. It's all about both of them now. I was really thinking about that as well because I was watching this thing and I was like, these two are both actors. And I'm sure they're like Academy Award winning actors. Like, <laughs> so this could all be complete, yes. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like to give some background, August Alcina gave an interview where he talked about... Um, his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, and then like uh, Jada and Will came and did the Red Table talk like a week or so after, which in that week where they kept us in suspense about whether or not they were actually going to come to the table, I was thinking, bro, is it that? I swear the table's just downstairs in your yard. Like, <laughs> it's you guys way too long to come to this table. Like, yeah, but, but they could be preparing, right? Yeah, yeah, they definitely prepared. They definitely yeah. prepared. Yeah. And then um, what followed on that table, if you ask me, was 12 minutes of complete waffle. Like, <laughs> there was not an ounce of accountability. She, she, she came there, fam. She just, you know them, them wafflers, those people talking, she comes and talking all about, like, energy and all that stuff, yeah? And you can tell she just changed shit, like... Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, so this is the question, isn't it? is like these guys or this couple have there's been rumors for years there's been rumors for years yeah, yeah. that they have an open relationship yeah and like i mean i don't know if they were broken up at the time that he that whatever they're saying that they were broken up but if they were broken up and they had an open relationship anyway yeah did she do anything wrong? Like, does she need to take accountability for what she did? So I think it's, it's twofold though, because there's accountability for um, what she did to Will, which I don't think, like, like you said, I don't think it's that bad if they've already agreed to an open relationship, that she hasn't actually done anything wrong, I guess. I don't know if an open relationship means you could like have a full-blown relationship with someone else, or if it just means you could like 
ジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバーのジャスティンビーバー
to come to the yard and there's another man just nah it's not for me I couldn't do it man maybe maybe I'm just not strong enough in it <laughs> I just don't have that me- that mentality within me but boy <laughs> it could never happen boys I'm all for it man this is a Taliban thing it's just bring me to the light you know I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it Fam, you sound like you're talking from experience for real <laughs> you really um, do <laughs> listen yeah my past relationships don't need to be discussed <laughs> no, we're gonna get into it when we discuss the EP because even from the figures like I don't know man streets are saying you belong to the streets bro <laughs> oh you sounded you sounded very much I mean yeah we'll get into it when we, once we discuss the, the actual tracks <laughs> no, but, but yeah no on that point this, I don't think it can work because even in this one yeah you see Will at the end like I'm gonna get you back Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the yeah. thing in it. That's the thing. There's too much. There's too much pride and competition in it. I think you'd have to take the ego completely out. Yeah. I don't think it's possible. Like, if you didn't have, if you didn't have feelings for the other person, like, you could obviously be seeing a lot of people at once. But if you're saying you're in a relationship, and now the two of you are also going to see other people. I mean, I'm sure on your side you'd be fine with you seeing other people. Right? <laughs> but, I think as soon as the other person starts seeing people, ooh, it's a slippery slope. Slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. It needs to be like properly defined before. Exactly. Maybe they did. Yeah, exactly. It seems like they, they seem to have like clear ideas of what it was. And as I said, the bond between them, I don't know how much it is. Um, it is not platonic anymore. I think it might just be a quite platonic bond between Will and Jada. And um, mm. I think it might have been for years now. And I think they've just been doing their own thing. Um, I don't know, ego and pride is always a funny one because I'm always someone that's like, bruh, let the ego and pride go. I mean, life mm. is life, man. Anything that can happen to anyone else can happen to you too. So you've got to understand it from that point of view. But I guess if you if you do have feelings for someone else, you're right completely. Like, it will be painful to try and be in an open relationship. Mm. As in, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Doesn't like... mean I don't like the concept, then. <laughs> I could, conceptually yeah but no 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 that's not yeah in uh, practice I don't, I don't think it's run. Even. but um yeah like I don't know I just feel it was 13 minutes of her just explaining away like not not addressing anything yeah. was, they didn't really tell us anything we didn't know before mm-hmm. I just I don't know like even the fact of calling it entanglement rather than a relationship and stuff, it was just like all the stuff that August was saying, which was true, because clearly if it were if it weren't true, they wouldn't have come and did done the red table. Uh-huh. So everything August was saying was true, but they just kind of diminished it to something. So that's an entanglement. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, yeah, he he could die knowing he's had a, like a love like that, and she's like. Bruh, and it wasn't even, I was entangled. Nah, it wasn't even adapting. It was just. <laughs> oh man, it happens sometimes, man. Us boys be catching feelings hard. Happened <laughs> 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 uh, happened to me back in March. Right, I still miss that girl. <laughs> Shout out to this thing, man. Why was that entanglement situation? Oh, I don't <laughs> know. You know. Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I definitely was willing that situation, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man that is what it is I feel like Will was vexed as well because he was like bro all my entanglements are silent but you you were flipping guy I had to run his mouth and now I have to sit on this flipping table yeah. <laughs> and discuss yeah. shit it was there like you can't even keep your side pieces in check 
Yeah. You also have to do that though for your kids and stuff. Like I think all like because Jaden Will clearly have been doing this for years. Um, it was unfair of on them for Will um for August Olsina to actually come out and say that stuff. Like they have a family yeah. unit, they have the kids, they didn't know what they've been doing for so long to like, you know, keep the unit together. But not him louding that all over the place, like how does that really affect their kids? Thankfully, now their kids have grown up. Um that's Jaden mm-hmm. Willow. So yeah. Like it's 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 you know it's calm and it's fine. It doesn't really affect you that much. Well, as in that that wasn't cool for August. I mean, you just can't allow the. Yeah, whole I thing. think I think um, it didn't have to be in the public eye. Like that's that's one thing as well because um, I'm a big advocate of celebrities keeping their business to themselves. Like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it's none of our business. But the memes are great, so I'm glad that they actually did do the. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> that they did do the do the t- uh, red table talk. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like they didn't, like they're not obliged to tell us their business or how their marriage is functioning or anything. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, the, I, I mean, they didn't, they didn't tell us that. Yeah, exactly. To be yeah. fair. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I don't think it was right for him to um, air out the the dirty laundry in the public like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you're right though. He was on a he was on a press run, so. Yeah. yeah. Might as well. Man, must... Might as well. But yeah, it's, I think maybe be off more than it could chew. Then I think we all agree that like. Um, I'd like to look at the statistics for the streaming of whatever his album is called to see if it actually had any effect whatsoever. You're, you've got your marketing out and you're like, oh, I might need to get myself an entire <laughs> I'm, th- I'm thinking oh, I could get a tag with it, innit? Yeah, man. <laughs> what's what's Stefan Nunn saying, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to go everywhere Bernard's gone. <laughs> oh, man. That would get you some press. That would get you some press. <laughs> um, should we should we jump into a track from your your EP and then uh, discuss it? Yeah, go for it, bro. What uh, what track should we should we jump into? What was we in the mood for? Something mellow, something happy, bro. It's your world. We're just living in it. Um, let's start with um, track one, actually. Okay, here's uh, "Feel Alive" by Mookie. Welcome to my EP. Hi, I'm experimenting <laughs> with music <laughs> and searching for my sound. Hey, let's go. I'm the nigga straight from lag. Step aside, I have arrived. Kill two bitches with my That's a double hole, my side. Educated and I rap. To me, you're an imbecile. Hungry, crazy, young and black. They gon' say I'm volatile. Switch it up. I thank God in advance. Give me the blueprint to these plans. My life, I live it up. My name keep popping up in your DMs. Get the fuck off my You can't be me Switch it up I'm the nigga straight from lag I can't help but boost and brag I just wanna live so long Excuse me while I chase the bag Damn, I'm just living Yeah, I've been sipping You in your feelings I'm a Switch villain it up. Came in the shit with no game plan So, Mookie Let's get into it, man Let's get into it The EP Hi, I'm experimenting uh, Came out on Thursday Yeah um, I guess Firstly, I'll say, could you introduce yourself? Like, tell tell the listeners about yourself. Who, who is Mookie? Ah, thanks a lot, Andy. Um, right, so, hey guys. Um, I'm Mookie. And just to do a quick, like, I don't know, intro into my life. I'm sort of like a Nigerian-born UK resident. Um, sort of moved here back in 2008 when I was, like, 13. Um, and, yeah, no, um... Did everything normal, I was just sort of, sort of on the normal career path. Went to school, then went to uni in London, UCL. Then went to Imperial for my masters, which is how I knew these boys. Um, these boys, mm. and then 
yeah and then i went into work and i absolutely hated every single bit of it so i decided that like you know enough was enough and i'm gonna actually focus on something that makes me happy um so i mean that's me and that's just rough background about me and essentially i never recorded music before march march 18th 2020 was the first time i did any type of music um and that was when i recorded my first song and i can't i can't forget that like because it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, it was trash, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, and eight weeks later, I wrote and recorded my entire EP. Um, so I sort of did it with, you know, quarantine helped and a lot of other things. You know, I'm in quite fortunate circumstance. I think I keep owning that. And I'm like, listen, guys, the reason why I've been able to make this decision is because of my circumstance. And as a result, I mean, this is the outcome. My first, um, you know, project which I've been able to put out and. You know, it's, I hope it's only upwards from here. Mm. And I always say, this is definitely going to be my worst project. So um, everyone should just stay tuned and you know, develop with me as an artist. So yeah, that's it. There's um there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. I guess we'll start with um, why music. Like, um, I don't know, is is music your your like passion, your purpose? Is that is that what you? Um, had always had in your mind to do, or was it that the job was getting mad and you're like, damn, let me just drop, drop, <laughs> bars, <laughs> drop something from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> it's two things there. Firstly, you know, it's finally dawned on me that at the age of 25, I'm too old to become a footballer. So I couldn't be a footballer. I mean, just, 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 you know, just past the age. Just. <laughs> Um, so, um, obviously, I, you know, I love football so much. And Isaac, obviously, because um, you two play quite a bit. Um, no, I I realised, uh, and it comes down to what you said as well. I just looked at the whole work situation. I was like, if I carry on like this, I'm going to be so terribly unhappy. Like, by the end of the year, like, I genuinely was like, nah, bro, I don't, I don't even care what it is. I need to find something that I enjoy doing. Let me just start there. And then, as I was messing around in quarantine, you know, with the like a one of those rubbish like 10 pound microphones you get from work so i was using that to record um to record music um and i enjoyed it so much i remember i loved every single bit of the process i, I just opened my laptop and i saw things from when i was 13 because i'm one of those you know people that saves everything quite well so i was like oh wow um oh wow like oh you've got like it's called audacity the program and i was like ah uh, let me click it and then I you know opened it up and I was just messing around made this song and I just loved every single bit of it and I was like you know what I'm, I want to be happy was it like a hobby beforehand or was it something that started at, uh, started in March completely when I was back in Nigeria before I moved over here I every day after school I used to have my friend Shosho who actually features on Feel Alive right um mm. his polo show Mm. Um, and every day after school, we used to like, you know, make, do rapping from the car journey all the way back to the house. Like we'll be rapping consistently, rapping, 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 rapping. And that's all we constantly do. Um, and I mean, I, I remember that how much then I, and I loved it. And then I thought I was pretty good at it. But what do you know when you're in, you know, you're seven, you're sort of like mm -hmm. just this like 10, 11 year old, you know, doing rubbish. Um, and I remember like, obviously I, I, I think I had a thing for it then. And everyone used to be like, oh yeah, he's, you've got some good lyrics and whatever. Um, yeah, this is cool. But then other than that, guys, nothing, not even really a hobby. I mean, obviously a couple of times in the shower, I get my Alicia keys on, but other than that, <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything. Um, and I just, 
as I said, I just I saw the program and I was just like, you know what? Let me let me let me let me wipe the dust off the mic and see what happens. So, one question. It's yeah. not really related to it's not really related to the EP. I mean, we'll get into that, of course. Um, but like, now that you you made this decision, would you say like? It's something you wish you would have done earlier. You feel like this is the this is the right time. Like things sort of just fell into place. And... I try not to move around with regrets, guys. On hundred percent, I I try not to. But yes, obviously, like it's caught my mind. You know, after the first you know, couple of weeks doing it, that I imagine if I actually started this uh, at appropriate like a younger age, where I would have had time to grow and develop. Like, what kind of artist would I be by now? Um, mm. Especially given, I mean, I didn't know it as a kid. Um, but I eventually found out later that I'm slightly cut differently in my work rate. Like I can work for hours, weeks upon weeks, just not sleeping. And if I put that kind of effort into music, I wonder where like I'd been by this age already. I mean, it'd have been a completely different story. But then the thing is, I have enjoyed you know everything that I've done in life till day apart from working. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, you don't really think about it, right? No regrets. You just push on forward and do what you can going forward. That's what I try to do, guys. Mm. Yeah. No, I hear that, man. I hear that. Um, so, obviously, we all know music is very saturated, uh, yeah. especially because it's so easy to to release music now. Like anyone can do it. So, um, it's it's kind of become one where the hard work and the talent uh, of an artist doesn't really pay off in the sense that the talent or the musical talent is like one percent of their success, and it's all around the other aspects of their of their. Um, their sound so how would you describe your music and your sound and what separates your sound from like other people okay um i think there are two things there so first answer the sound question directly is um i think everyone everyone's special like you, i mean if i asked each of you are you special you say yes right yeah and i always say music is an expression of self and i know i'm damn sure a bloody special individual and if i'm expressing myself through my music completely unfiltered right i always know that my sound is always going to be unique in the sense that it's my truth it's that simple i have a diverse ear for music and as you were seeing with the tape with every single the ep even every single song being a sort of different genre it's that's me and that's always going to be me i mean it sort of reminds me of when I saw one of my influences, which is Tyler, the creator, who is, you don't know what kind of music Tyler makes. You just hope that, you know, this track doesn't punch you in the face or you you, you like the next track with Tyler. And that's kind of like me. I mean, you can put it a little along the lines of alternative hip hop and so on, but I'm that kind of alternative person who is going to try and make music that expresses me wholly and try and do stuff that, you know, kind of like my personality is out the blue and always keep, you know, surprising and shocking people and not being boxed into one category. Mm. And then as for what you just said about the saturation, I think the, the brand sells. You, you, have to, you have to have a brand and a well-defined brand about who you are, what you're doing, where you're targeting, the kind of people that you want to relate with, your resume, with your music. And... I actually think in the UK, guys, we're missing that. Um, uh, there's an opportunity in the market because where is our Drake and Kanye West type rappers? Where's our rappers which, you know, aren't necessarily um, from, you know, the struggle completely. And, you know, that's the same old story and the same old sound. Where are the people who are making music just because, you know, straight out purely for the love of the music? You know, a lot of people are in situations where, like, it's music or nothing and it's filled with a lot of gangster culture. 
where's the musicians who you know are coming into the uk um uk rap world saying i'm doing music and i'm just doing music purely because i want to be and i love the art and i always feel like oh that's somewhere i could fit in um and be at that type of you know different type of background to music and approach it from a completely different lens because i can never talk about um murking anyone in a in a murk so <laughs> um yes yeah, completely different station and just different content that the uk you know can actually own and and it could be as part of my brand and plus tie that on with my affiliation to nigeria and my afrobeat sound you know it's all it's you know it's all me and very unique to mickey and i try not to sound like anyone and i don't think i do mm. i mean you say you need a well-defined brand um mm-hmm. so what would you say your brand is because i mean from the tape even the title hi i'm experimenting um would you say like you're still trying to find your or figure out what your brand is or have you got an idea already and you're just experimenting just because you enjoy experimenting i think the high i'm experimenting thing was it's quite funny because as soon as i was starting everyone's like what's your sound what's your sound and i kept thinking i'm not, I'm not i don't have a, a drawing passion to any sound and and i was like everyone leave me alone i'm experimenting and that's when the idea popped into my mind and i was like you know what why don't i drop my first ep with me like really being myself my sporadic self across you know all my different emotions and so on as for what my brand is i i think i've got quite a clear idea of like the brand i want to portray forward um i want to you know portray myself as who i am and i'm literally a normal guy but I'm caught differently in the size in the sense that I will die on any hill I'm on. I will I will you know put my effort and my all into any hill I'm on. I want to exp- exp- also what's called express myself and my personality and my creativity and show the different sides to me over music and let people see that that well I'm just like you but you know I do this music thing and I live a life just like you and always be super relatable to everyone no matter who you are whether you know you're from a different um you know lower class background upper class background middle class background um obviously I know I naturally relate more to um black people but I also you know have been through you know quite a a British experience as well and I you know as I said be as relatable as possible and just be oh it's just mucked up I'm just mucky right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about not playing on the the Nigerian aspect? Because obviously you're Nigerian, so it's not like a play, but like sort of, I guess marketing yourself or like targeting it more as an Afro beats artist or an Afro like bringing that aspect into it. Because um, yeah, I feel like if you're trying to break into the UK market, um, there's definitely like a space for that type of artist. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think it's it's. It's that's that's one of the things as well. It's like I'm not just British, right? I'm oh, I'm only a British resident, and I'm an Adrian international, and I own that on my songs, you know. Um, maybe not as much in the final six songs I made the EP, but we'll talk about the process later, guys. It's so funny. Um, but the number of times I when I rap somewhere, I'm always like, oh, it's Las Gili, which is Lagos, right? Mm. And that's her, and that's you know that's where I'm from. Um, and you listen to my songs, and you'd be like, wait, wh- where did this accent come from? And it slips in, it slips in naturally, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's me. I mean, there is the Nigerian international bit who's in the UK doing his music, and I'm obviously I've got so many ties back home. Most of my streaming numbers are from home. I'm in Nigeria, and there's a big you know tie to him, and I will always have that you know wrapped out with me. So you're right, that's part of the brand. Mm-hmm. I listen to it. It is very di- like it's very diverse. Like it is very much every single song is completely different. Yeah. Um, so. 
I get what you're saying. You plan to keep that diversity going forward. That's you. That is your brand. But I don't know. You feel yourself being pulled in one direction, or like anything that you that you feel like, hmm, yeah, this this kind of this fits. I like I like doing this more than I like doing I don't know different types of tracks. Because mm. I don't know, like I feel like if even if you were to do uh, if even if you want to release music of different types of sounds, then you might get to a stage where you're releasing one album with this type of sound, one album with that yeah, type of sound. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Or, agreed. I think even what I said, the most important thing is music is an expert, expert um, sorry, is an expression of self. This was the state and this is the, the place I was in when I, you know, did this high experimenting. I generally was. I know I say at the beginning, you know, and it's on my album cover, my welcome to my quarter life crisis. I'm experimenting with music, as in you know, bringing into music, and I'm also you know searching for sounds that I like. It, that was me expressing just you know, Mutal was just I'm here and I'm having fun with it. Um, and you're right, in a year or two, I, I could be in a completely different position. Um, it could be you know a much brighter, vibier place, whereas you hear more Afrobeaty and uh, more upbeat hip hop kind of vibes, and it could be even you know. God forbid, but it could be a darker place where you hear my more mellow "What Do You Take Me For," um, which is a fifth song there, um, mm. kind of you know reflective self. And I already you know, I've recorded a lot of demos which are kind of like that when you know I'm just very very reflective um, enough to actually again put out another EP. But it's it, it depends on me and like the mood I'm in and what I want you know what I want my art to show because um, I really think about the art all the way from the start to the end. And I'm like I want them to show and express where I'm at at the moment in life. No, I hear that, man. I hear that. It's funny that you say it's a court life crisis because I had I had a court life crisis. I grew braids and I went to Asia for a month, and then it was done. Now you're out here, you, you abandoned your career and started on <laughs> a whole new journey, man. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned you mentioned your your process. Let's let's get into that. You, you said um, you wanted to get into your your song making process. Yeah. Um. So my process is quite it's quite a strange one. Every day, um, so I sort of like wake up, God knows what time, 7 a.m. sort of time. Get, get, you know, get straight um, to the studio, which is, by the way, two steps away because it's in my bedroom. Um, so get up, walk two steps, the microphone. <laughs> and then I sort of like search for um, beats and instrumentals because I don't produce, by the way. Um, so I just try to have a really good year for instrumentals. And anything I hear and resonates with my mood at the moment, I just start writing straight away i start writing and you know putting my you know thoughts and fills down on pen and paper and then i start making a song and i sort of do a demo you know it doesn't take too long to get my initial sort of layered demo done and then i decide whether it's a throwaway or not i think that's the most important part of doing music when you decide something's a throwaway you put it to the side and you don't work on it you don't develop it right and every artist will tell you, I think Travis Scott came out and said it other, um, a couple of months ago, he has 3,500 unreleased songs. The percentage that comes out versus the percentage that you actually record is ridiculous. You know, I have more than, I have hundreds of songs already, but I mean, I'm only going to actually put out the top six. And people don't know about this side to music, where there's a lot of grind, trying to you know, shape the sound, shape the experience so it's good. And even when you pick your top maybe 10 demos, you re-record those until they are perfect. Until the way you say words, your enunciation, your cadence, your delivery is at a position you want it to be. Um, and you then, you know, reiterate that process until you're like, okay, this is good. Then you send it over to the producer who like mixes and masters it. 
and then it comes out the way it comes out ready for the final ep it's a very very long process and when you're alone in your bedroom the reason why it gets so hard is you doubt yourself so much I'm, I'm doubting myself like is music even the right thing to do also while i'm you know i'm trying to you know put in a big shift and i'm doubting every single sound every single word does this even flow am i offbeat um you know does this sound good and doesn't it doesn't it sound good that's interesting that you mentioned about that in yourself because um i don't know from the outside looking in you don't look like the type of person that um ever kind of doubts himself that's why when you told me you were doing music i was surprised obviously because i'd never heard you expect express um an interest in music before or like and not that you hadn't expressed an interest, obviously you listen to music, but I didn't know that you like had bars or anything like that. <laughs> um, but I wasn't shocked that you had um, just been like, oh yeah, no, nah, I'm going to quit my job and do this thing. Because you kind of like go into things full, um, full throttle. Um, but now it's interesting mm-hmm. that you, you, um, you also feel like self-doubt and things like that. Oh, I said, as I said, I'm a normal person. So, I mean, if it'll be silly not to say you don't doubt yourself, that you don't get nervous. Then night at 5 a.m., I'm sat there like, rah, is this really the decision I've made? Is this to go to the most saturated thing possible? Like, what am I doing? But as I said, I'm going to be the best I can be and see where that takes me. I'm the kind of person who just doesn't believe in mediocrity. I think that's like, I think that's, that's a form of failure. For me, again, it may be different from other people's mindsets. And I tell everyone, why don't you be the best you can be Right? And you don't know where that level is. You, you don't know what that is. You don't know if that is the best in the world at the, uh, or not. You know, but I will be the best I can be and I'll push myself to that amount. I think I just have to keep reminding myself that as I'm going forward in this journey. Mm-hmm. So you think, you think um, that now music, it's music all the way or you think potentially like might switch it again a couple of years down the line? I'm just trying to get, trying to get a sense it's such a big switch right like you're going all the way down the corporate life i remember conversations we had you're like yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna drop out after that get my own business etc etc which i mean you can still do music but yeah uh it's just it's just a big switch i'm just wondering yeah. do you feel like now this is this is the path i think i have goals in this and i'm not going to stop until i achieve these goals in the corporate world i never really i hated it that's all i did so i would have told everyone yeah, I'm going to be here for a little bit that I'm leaving to do something. As I might have said, all right, start my own business, just, you know, not be in the corporate world anymore. I think that was the main outcome of what I would tell anyone, like, I just hate it here. Um, so I always knew that I was leaving this corporate world very, very soon. Um, mm. I just didn't know what exactly the next step was. Mm. Um, and then I think for me, it's been happy, right? I love this thing that I'm doing. As long as I'm happy, I'm fine. I could be here for a long time, a real, yeah. real long time. How much can I keep up this work right before I burn out? I don't know. But I've told myself, you know, by 2024, I want a Grammy nomination. And that's my goal. And I'm not going to stop till that. But that. That is the first goal. Okay, okay. Cool. So, oh, I mean, that kind of comes into my next question, which was, have you asked yourself what you want out of this? Like, what what's going to make it so that in your mind you think, yeah, that sacrifice or that risk I took has paid off? But I'm guessing it's the, if you get the Grammy nomination. When I get the Grammy nomination, Andy. It's when. When, so, <laughs> when, you, um, when you get the Grammy nomination. I think, I think, and a lot of people have pointed it out to me. I think I'm the type of person, even if I get that Grammy nomination, sorry, when I get that Grammy nomination, I am not going to be content. I don't think I am. And I'm worried about that, that I'm going to be there like, I could do more. I could push it harder, couldn't I? I could do 10 times more. 
And as I said, once I pick my hill to die on, I, I'm, I'm a threat. And I, I tell the music industry to watch out because if I pick the hill to die on, the kind of person I am, oh, wow, we are going to really, really, you know, die on this hill big time. And I'm going to put all I can into it. And I'm not the type of person who gets satisfied. I always want to win. I want to be better. I want to better myself. And if I keep pushing myself, fam, I will. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that I'll get to that stage and I'll be like, right, boys, we need five more Grammys now. And then, you know, you keep pushing <laughs> again. I keep pushing. I just never really be as content. But I'll be happy. So that's a better situation. You know, when you're thinking about, <laughs> when you're talking about dying on the hill, I was just thinking of... Um, you know the video of that Nigerian sprinter? He said, one of us is going to die on the line, but I have a black man blood in me. On Grammys, on Grammys, though. No, one interesting point, right, is like... Again, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of like open-ended question, but like... I mean, what do you feel about the whole the whole commercialization of things, the whole taking over of the because when when you say Grammys, right? A lot of people who release amazing music have been like um, turned like like what's the word looked over by the Grammys? Yeah, the, a lot of people, as you say, a lot of talent is overlooked by the Grammys if there's not a commercial factor to it. Um, but I think. And thankfully enough, like there's more growing influence on the Grammys to become less commercial, to start looking, you know, you know, even if they brought in the categories or the way they give awards or the people involved in projects, um, that there is opportunity for talents to always be shown in the Grammys. I think I, I go back to the, to the rap, Best Rap album. Um, I think in 2013, the Marco Moore situation that happened, um, as much as, by the way, I do rate Malcolm Moore. What happened then made no sense because Kendrick Lamar did release the best album that, mm. or arguably one of the top hip hop albums ever, in my opinion. Mm. But you know, that's an argument we can have for a different day. Um, but <laughs> what happened there was shameful and I could not believe, nobody could believe what they were looking at. <laughs> um, nobody could believe what they were looking at there. I mean, I think from that point, there was a big, you know, switch up to the Grammys that was this commercial thing. Now you look at the nominees last year, and you look at people like YBN Corday off his debut project and not having, you know, that much, you know, buzz, fame or anything and putting together such a beautiful piece of work and then being recognised quite a lot from it, from, you know, the song with Anderson Pack that got the R&B um, nomination and his entire album. Mm-hmm. I think there's now the opportunity again where people and creatives who are putting in real work into real music are starting to be recognised again. And I said uh, some sort of Grammy nomination. That meant as a songwriter, as a you know contribution to an album, any sort of you know nomination is where I think mm-hmm. I'm like yes, I've done a really good job here. So it may not necessarily be in the bigger categories. It may be you know in the less in the different kind of category where I work with people on writing songs because I write a lot of songs, right? Um, even you know songs with singers, singers, and so on. Um, I like doing that a lot. So that's been quite a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. One other question, I guess. Um, we could talk about the Grammys all day, but let's not let's not get yeah. into that conversation. Um, one of the question, I guess, so you, so you mentioned mentioned a few artists like Kendrick Lamar having one of the best albums of all time. Well, let me not put my own spin on it, but yeah, <laughs> album in it. So, um, like in terms of influences, musical influences, um, would you say there's anyone that like 
really inspires you or anyone sort of who's who's uh so art you you take from a lot um let me throw the question to you and Andy. Um, I think uh, I've both of you listened to the EP, hopefully, yeah. ish. You know, at least you know, yeah. they listen to the songs. Would you reckon Mind for Zar? If you could give like two names each, would you reckon Mind for I would say Burner Boy. Maybe that's just because you're Nigerian. So that's the first one that popped mm-hmm. into my head. But I would say Burner Boy when he started <laughs> out. And I, I kind of got into Burner Boy late, but I, listening back, he definitely was very experimental in his sound at the start, uh, doing like reggae, doing doing all yep. sorts of things, doing dance, all stuff like that. Um, and he seems to have kind of settled on on a sound now, um, but this is, that's like almost 10 years after he started. So um, I would say early Burner Boy, mm-hmm. I did that in, in the whole experimenting. Um, yeah, I can't think of another one. I mean, you mentioned, mentioned Drake and Kanye, so I guess you're trying to get the the oh, right. boy raps in there too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that it's a, it's an obvious one, but mm-hmm. I was the song I really liked was the introspective one. So what do you take me for song? Um, yeah, so that, and that was like some some Drakeish vibes to me. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I would say that it's an obvious one. I don't know if there's some more some yeah. more out there people that you want to mention because we kind of naming like. Big international yeah. artists right now, and yeah, sometimes right. musicians when you when you when you when you um, yeah. when you ask them who their influences are, they come with some wild names like they come yeah. with some out of the box stuff like rock. The next guy that they went to school with is like, like that was person, like <laughs> this is your influence. Okay, okay. <laughs> no raw, really. Um, yeah, I know, guys. Um, so first things first, King Aubrey, King Drake. <laughs> like as far as I'm concerned, again, I'm gonna say wild stuff all the time. So you guys get ready for it, right? Only MJ would ever be a better or bigger artist than Drake. In my Ooh. opinion, I'm just leaving it that there. And even then, sometimes I'm like, mm. yeah, no, we'll, f- we'll fight later. We'll fight later. We'll fight later. We'll fight later. Anyways, King Drake, King <laughs> Aubrey. Are you saying sometimes you don't know whether Drake? Is better than, than MJ. Sometimes I'm like, ah, not forget the dancing part. Forget the dancing part. Like MJ is just too talented in the dancing part. But listen, I'm there with the music, music output in my ears. I'm like, rah, rah. This guy truly talented. But we'll fight later. Listen, that's just you know me. I'm outrageous and I like bringing up stuff like that. So King King Drizzy, King Drizzy, King Aubrey. That's my boo. Let's not lie. That is my boo. However. Music influence, not so much, but he is. As in, I'm, I'm willing to down that Drake Hill. Listen, we'll, we'll get to that later, anyways. Yeah, um, Kikudi Mac Miller. Um, in terms of Afrobeat, there's a guy called Ajay Butter. Um, so those are my three, um, my three sort of like varying influences in terms of music. Um, in terms of more country vibe, um, or maybe alternative pop kind of sound. Jack Johnson is big because I used to listen to his really early stuff. Um as well and then yeah that's, that's an interesting one yeah in terms of yeah, yeah, my country stuff didn't come out in it they make, they make the final cut <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um in terms of again other alternative people that are big influences asha i don't know if you know her she did fire in the mountain um and then uh, I think a key sound that I love the vibe for is Chance, and again, it's not necessarily his musical style, but his um, his vibe. I've I've always been big on the the you put on a Chance song, 
and regardless of how sad or happy he is, you're just there, like, smiling for some reason. Um, and can you resonate... How does he resonate that energy through people? Yeah, it, it, he resonates such a happy energy. Like, no matter the beat of his song, the tempo, um, the his tone of voice, yeah, you just still feel like, hmm, yeah, life's not, you know, life's not too bad. Um, which is also something that really, really um, resonates with me. So those are the guys, um, essentially. What would you say, focusing on the EP specifically... What would you say is your favorite song? Raw. That's an interesting one, you know. My, it depends on my mood, man. It's like, I don't know. Um, track five or six. Um, so what do you take me for? Give thanks. Um, I'm not, I, it depends on my mood. I, as I said, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, sometimes it's Feel Alive. Sometimes it's Afro Boy, you know, when I'm, you know, properly just go off the phone, get off the phone with my family and you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling my roots. You know, I get, I get, I feel like Afro Boy is, is the one sometimes, but it changes. I don't actually have a clear favorite on the EP. I was a fan of, I was a big fan of Afro Boy. Um, and the, um, like I said, some of the songs, it sounded like you belong to the streets, bro. And <laughs> um, was it, was it like, inspired but i mean you said that you were you were in in a entangled in, with yourself so i guess it was inspired by by that situation because um i'm looking at the track list now there was that <laughs> x oh x rated not yeah, um yeah 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 x, x rated was different i think i have i still have a story behind every song which i'm going to be sharing over like the next few um, few weeks um it's x rated was different i think x rated Bro, I was just your boy was was a quarantine in it, and your boy hadn't seen the 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 thing in a while, so your boy was feeling feeling you know it was roasting a little bit. So I started penning. As I said, music is an expression of self. I just started penning how I was feeling, right? And then I called my girl Davino up, yeah, and because she's the one who does the vocals for both X Rated and What Do You Take Me For. She's got an amazing voice, and her musical like ability is so natural. Okay. Yeah, she's she's real real good. Um, I called and I was like, Davina, you're not gonna like this, but I've got this song that I need you to sing. She sees the lyrics and she almost throws up. <laughs> um, so I had to like filter down the song. <laughs> I had to filter down the song for Davina because she wouldn't sing some of the initial lyrics that I had there. But we filtered it down, and you know, we we, we came up with it eventually. Do you find like you get kind of attached to the songs, like? Um... I don't know, I've heard artists before talk about how they kind of see every song as like their baby almost. Um, and which is like part of the reason why when you ask artists what their favorite song is, they often can't tell you because mm -hmm. they're so attached to every song. Do mm -hmm. you find that you get quite attached to the songs or um, you're not too fast? I, I think whatever, as an artist, you must have the same attachment to every song. Whether that's a high attachment, a low attachment, a medium attachment, it's got to be the same to every song, right? If you're really doing art and that's expressing yourself, not just, you know, doing stuff for the vibe or, you know, just, you know, to break the charts or whatever, you're actually expressing yourself. I know the emotion in each song. Like, I know how I feel and that song makes me feel as an artist. And therefore, my attachment to every song, even the throwaways, okay, maybe there's like one throwaway where I'm like, nah, bro, this is just trash. But even the throwaways... Um, yeah, I know there's definitely a lot of attachment. There are a lot of songs that I did, you know... I, I wish I did a bit later because as an artist, I developed over time. I was like, oh, if I did the song later, it would have been a bit better. Maybe I'd have made the EP because I really, really, you know, that feeling was something I wanted to, you know, pass on to the audience um, and, you know, see that side of me. But unfortunately, 
you know, you just have to pick, you know, the best for the audience to also listen to. You want to express yourself properly in a way that actually, you know, the, the, the end user feels feels how you're feeling. Moving a bit away from the EP and more towards your your career in general. Um, mm -hmm. Do you do you believe that there's a recipe for success? Hmm. Is there a recipe for success? I don't believe there is a recipe for success. Everyone's path is so different. It, I just have never believed that. All I know in terms of success is you move, you, you set a decent enough strategy, you be the, the best you can be, and those two things combined with luck, the right environment, and the right environment could be your team, um, the situation you're in, you know, a lot of things, you know, being in the right place at the right time, um, which obviously is linked to luck. Those are the things that, that, that create success. Um, it's, everyone's path is just so different. But if you combine those things together and you pick anyone, any sport, if you put anyone in any sport or you pick anyone at all in the world, anyone who's be great, those are the things that have made them great, right? Their path is completely different to the next person. But you look at those things, they've become the best they can be. You know, they've um, had a pretty amazing environment. And a lot of the time, they've just been in the right place, right time with a little bit of luck. And that's the things that, you know, sort of say, this is how you can make it. But is there a do this, do this, do that, do that, do that, do that? Do... Nah, none of that. There's an, your path is just so different. Would you say you can buy success in the sense that, um, you can you can not throw money at it and then just be successful. But I feel like there's definitely situations where, um, like for example, comparing uh, independent artists to like major label artists. Um, major label artists benefit mm -hmm. from the fact that they've got a machine and money behind them. So do you feel like you can kind of not manufacture success because it's still success as it is? But um, is there is it? possible to kind of buy success or you can you can accelerate it right you if that artist is of the level and of the talent that artist's music can be pushed and can do quite well right absolutely but if that artist isn't you know i don't know if they're that talented that invested in the music that success is going to be a 15 minutes of fame and you're gone it's that simple right um so yeah you, of course you can accelerate it if right now my ep i, I was able to push a button put £100,000 behind it and it, everyone in the world was to listen to it, it'll obviously do much better and I'll have more fans. Like, that's simple math, right? It's, it'll just do much better and I'll have more fans. But, you know, fortunately enough, I'm growing organically and people who are listening to me, you know, would, you know, depend on the type of genre, they'll like it and, you know, they'll follow me and then it'll keep going and they want to know what I have in store next. And growing organically is always a very, very good way because you have your core fan base. And for a lot of artists, that core fan base is so important. So, so what would you say is in store next? Um, do any plans, videos, another album? Oh, guys, I could drop another EP right now. Oh, if is, you it, is, it, is it under wraps right now? We can't really... Uh... Um, I've got a vision. Oh, yeah, he's got a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a vision. Um... I've got a vision that I want to execute um, with a couple of people who I have in mind. And I think slowly you'll start seeing what that vision is. But mm. what you're going to see next over the next six weeks is I'm going to try my best. Again, no no promises. I'm going to try my best to deliver visuals for each song that accurately represents it. I don't know how I'm going to do Afro Boy because I might need to go back to Nigeria for that one. 
Yeah, but I'm gonna give visuals for each, trying my best to give visuals for each song. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it'll be it'll be decent. Listen, okay. if you need some some cameos, no, don't forget blue man. I can't, I can't, man, I can't, I can't. I had a couple more questions, but I'm kind of conscious of time as well. You went on live with um, the motion the motion pod, and you were. Um, discussing how you're in a situation of find a job or be deported. Um, do you do you feel like you're a bit hasty in quitting your job? Well, to be very, very honest, and I think I told the motion as well then, it was the mental decision to quit the job has been there. Um, in terms of like actual agreement with the job, it's more of a leave of absence at the moment. Um, and I did that because, you know, I was like trying to make some logic logical decisions. And then the truth is, I just don't see a world where I go back towards that. It, there's just there's no form or way if I'm in this happy situation I'm in to go back to being unhappy. Why would I do that? Like, it's not money. It's not, there's no quite money requirement there. There's nothing for me. Like, I don't see a world where I can actually do that. Um, and it's a case where once you're happy and you're you know happy and comfortable, I think that mentality just is so much better for anyone. Because that's when you can actually achieve the greatest things. So obviously you enjoy music, it's, it's, you're passionate about it. Um, do you feel like once the business side of music comes into it, um, it might detract from your passion and make it start to feel like work? Fully. I completely agree. Um, however, I worked for as a slave for two and a half years, discussing hours, doing stuff I didn't want to do. I'm sure I can deal with the little business side for something I love doing. I, it's that simple like I mean I, I have clearly been trained in doing rubbish so I don't mind doing a little bit of it for something that I love doing nah I'm, I'm fine with it like I'm, I'm, I know it's that I'm not you know I'm not like d deluded to that reality like it is there and I know I'm going to have to deal with it I, I'm not going to like it right but also in life it's not everything that you're going to like I know that for a fact like that's such a first world reality to think oh i'm gonna do everything i love they're gonna be bitch you don't like and you're going to have to do it right but thankfully i'm trained in how to do this and how to deal with it and probably even better than others because i've come from the business world so that business side i'll be very very it'll be very very good for me to you know reapply some of the stuff i've learned in that bit so you know in one way or the other work helped me i guess mm. i don't want to leave it on this note but i did want to ask this question though um what happens if it if it doesn't work out for you have you have you considered that? I love that do, question. Do you have like a, a backup plan or? Okay. Uh, to everyone listening, and I'll say this over and over and over again. As humans, especially the way society works, we get on this conveyor belt where you know everything has to be safe and easy. I do not believe in backup plans, and I've never really believed in backup plans. Yeah. If it all goes to shit, I'll deal with that when it goes to shit, yes? But I don't care. It's not going to shit. I am going to absolutely do everything I can do in it to actually make sure I push myself in the right direction. And there's absolutely no way, and I keep saying it, that I won't be the best I can be. And I think the best I can be is enough to actually do well enough in music. No, I like, I like that, um, that mentality, the um, kind of not, not having a plan B because it distracts from plan A. Um, I rate that a lot, um, bro. To be honest, I think that's wrapped yeah. up my questions. Isaac, you got anything else you want to ask him? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. 
but cool, man. glad to see you're um, enjoying yourself. And uh, yeah, I like I like the EP. So yeah, I'm glad to see that that you're happy. Right. I yeah, like, yeah, I feel like that's something that I've taken from um, this conversation. Like you kind of emphasized how it's making you happy, and and um, I think that's good. Um, I feel like uh, especially like given. Um, how 2020 has been, I think it's, it's very important to, to prioritize happiness. Um, yeah. I, rate, I rate you for, for, for everything you're doing. Thank you so much for coming on the show um, and sharing your views on entanglements and, and, <laughs> and letting us know about the, um, about the EP <laughs> and about your process. <laughs> um, uh, before we wrap up, do you want to let the people know where we can you know, follow you, find your music, etc.? Yeah, guys, so um, if anybody's looking for me, um, it's simple, Nigel Poshboy, hard to forget. Um, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everything, yeah, Nigel Poshboy. Um, and Nigel is N-A-I-J-A and Poshboy, no spaces. Um, and I also want to say, you know, thanks, guys, for having me on the show. Um, keep Make sure everyone is always, you know, following 2Gs in a pod. Um, and I keep up to date because they always have some interesting conversations and they actually put a lot of musical knowledge out there. These boys also have a very diverse state, diverse state t- taste in music. So definitely listen, guys. Man, we do, we do our team. All right, so thank you for listening. You've been listening to 2Gs in a Pod. Uh, catch us on Instagram at 2Gs in a Pod, on Twitter at 2Gs in a Pod underscore. You can listen to our episodes on SoundCloud, on on Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. And um, we're gonna leave you with with no ro- no role models by J Cole because um, he mentions in the song he wants a real love that Jado that will love. I feel like I don't know if I want that specific type of love, <laughs> but I hear you, Jermaine. Before you, cu- you close it out, just to say one more thing, I realized that I didn't fully say it as well. Um, my debut EP. Hi, I'm experimenting is out in all stores, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, whatever you use underneath the rock, um, underneath a rock in this earth is there. So please, guys, make sure you go stream it. Um, thanks a lot. Yeah, everyone, everyone stream, stream Hi, I'm experimenting and check, check out Rookie um, stuff on, you know, all streaming services. Um, and yeah, we're out, man. Thanks for listening. I want a real love, dark skin and ant viv love That Jada in that real love That leave a toothbrush at your crib love And you ain't gotta wonder whether that's your kid love Nigga, I don't want no bitch from reality shows Out of touch with reality hoes Out in Hollywood, bring her back five or six hoes Fuck them, then we kick them to the dough Nigga, you know how it goes She deserve that, she a bird, it's a bird trap You think if I didn't rap, she would flirt back Taking off a skirt, let her wear my shirt before she leave I'ma need my shirt back. Nigga, you know how I go. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA hoes. Lay niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. 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 Woo! 62G is on the bell. Yeah, I'm feeling this girl. Now I'm feeling myself.